0: Brett Lorenzo Favre. He had some some interesting things to say on the Rich Eisen show when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to play the clip. It's minute 45. Listen up. And here's what Brett Favre has to say about Rodgers and the Packers drafting Jordan Love. Check it out.
1: So I guess my last one for you,
2: Brett, and it's a, it's a difficult question, but I'm going to ask it, certainly more uh, tru- uh, difficult to answer since it looks in the future. It's the old crystal ball, and you even said yourself – I think play somewhere else. You do. You cut me off. Yeah. You, th- you think he will not end his career as a Green Bay Packer just like you? Um, My gut tells me no. You know, it's kind of cool now to – it's not uncommon to retire and unretire retire now, you know, when I did it. Right. Um, it was a little bit uh, out of the realm. Now it's it's fairly common, not just in football but in all sports. And it's you know Tom Brady and and myself and Joe Montana and Peyton Manning which, to just to name a few have finished their career elsewhere. And in my case, I played with four different teams. Uh, so. I think that you're going to see that trend more and more. And I think Aaron will finish somewhere else. That's my gut.
0: There you go, Brett Favre going with his gut, saying, you know, when he was retiring, unretiring, and playing elsewhere, it was, I, I guess it was a little different. Now it's more prevalent that people will flip teams and whatever, but at the end of the day, it's a legend. You know, it's Brett Favre. Whoever thought that he'd go to the Jets and then finish his career with the Vikings. Whoever would have thought that Aaron Rodgers, well, after Brett Favre did it, I guess I I told myself I'd never think it again, that someone would stay with the team that drafted him if they were a legend. Brett Favre says Aaron Rodgers going to finish elsewhere. That's his gut. Who better to talk about it than Brett Favre?
3: See, I can't speak on Joe Montana, but all those other guys he listed, I'd say – weren't as wishy washy as coming back or retiring as yeah. uh Brett Favre, right? Yes. Like they were like, I wanna play, I'm going to play, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. Brett Favre was doing the oh, I don't know if I want to come to training camp. I don't know if I want to play this year. Yeah. Then two hours later, eh, I think I'm gonna play this you year. You
0: know what, boys, I'm coming back. And yeah. then and then a day later it's <sighs> I don't think I can do it that's, anymore.
3: I don't want to do it. That's the one big difference I see between all those other quarterbacks he listed. And himself.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I don't see Aaron, and Aaron Rodgers isn't going to go up. Well, I don't think he is going to go up to the podium and say he's going to retire. And then a week later say he's not going to retire. And then a week later say he's going to retire. And then a week later say he's not going to retire. I don't see Aaron Rodgers doing what Brett Favre did with the retirement talk. But I do see Aaron Rodgers playing for another team. I do. I do too now.
3: Especially with them drafting Jordan Love. Yeah. And with how... His contract somewhat matches up with Aaron Rodgers, but it's not a perfect fit. Like Aaron Rodgers has, w- what, four years left on his deal? Five years? It's something like that. But uh, Jordan Love Jordan is Love under has contract. Jordan four for, years and for, a fifth-year option. Yeah, and you'd imagine they'd pick that up, especially if he's, quote-unquote, their guy that they anticipate to hopefully be the next quarterback.
0: Yeah. So, 608-321-1670, Twitter Zone Madison, Facebook Zone Madison. You can... Catch us on Twitch as well, twitch.tv. Just search for Ebo says, you'll find our show. Do you think Brett Favre knows what he's talking about? Well, obviously he knows what he's talking about. It happened to him. He did it. When Brett Favre says Aaron Rodgers is going to play for another team, do you believe him? Or is this Brett Favre projecting? Is this Brett Favre just trying to grab a well, headline?
3: I think we need to talk about their relationship first. I do you Do agreed. you believe that they're as close as they come off as? when they're in the,
0: the public's eye? Because I don't. I Is their relationship – do I think their relationship is better than when Aaron Rodgers first was drafted and he came up to Brett Favre in the lunchroom and said, called him an old man and some other things, and Brett Favre got pissed. Do I think their relationship is better now than it was when it first started? Yes, I do. I agree with you there. You see them come out on the field. They get all huggy, lovey, lovey. You know, they're there when Bart Starr was on the field. They're, they're, you know, maybe golfing with each other a couple times at some events. Do I think that it's a great, beautiful budding or friends relationship? Yeah, like we talk all the time? No, I don't. Do uh, I think see, I, I'm with you. I, do I think it's for headlines, clicks to be out in the public to give that image? Yeah, I do think it's more of a publicity like, hey, we're hunky-dory kind of guys. We're buds. They say they talk Rodgers said the other day they talk every week uh, I doubt that I don't know about that, but I, I mean I'm not there i don't I don't know this is just me this is just me you know thinking out loud i well, I, I do two, believe they're cordial and they and they do it for the greater good for the Packers organization because you kind of have to
3: well I think anyone that kind of follows these two in their story everyone has an opinion on what their relationship is and yeah. the only two that actually know what it what it actually is are those two themselves. Yeah. Everyone else is just speculating. And I think we and a lot of other people have their doubts.
0: I think the relationship is fine. I don't think it's as great as they play it off as. I think that's for more of like, you know, hey, I'm a Packers legend. You're a Packers legend. Let's go make some money for some appearances. Let's go make some money when it comes to selling some merchandise and whatnot. I think that comes into play.
3: Now, do, now is it Brett Favre projecting Maybe a little bit. Do they talk? I also do think they, they talk Oh, I'm sure they talk about time. it. I'm sure they totally and talk about it. And I bet he it. has heard some things from Aaron Rodgers that he might not have said to the public. So I think it might be a little projection, but I think there's a little bit of uh, something there too.
0: Also, Brett Favre is going to be Brett Favre. Favre has always been this kind of guy. I love Brett Favre. Brett Favre, my favorite NFL player of all time. Love Brett Favre. The gunslinger will always have a special place in my heart. So when he talks, I'll listen. Is Brett Favre out there projecting? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Does Brett Favre know things we don't know when it comes to talking with Aaron Rodgers? Of course they do. Of course he does. They talk. As much as they say they do, I don't, I don't know about that, but I guarantee they talk about it. If you're Aaron Rodgers and you just had your replacement drafted...
3: Who's a better person to talk to? Brett Favre. Of course you're going to talk to Brett Favre. Yeah, no one's better than the guy that you unseated.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about this... The situation
3: in the city that you still currently. Yeah, exactly. Play for. We'll
0: talk more about it coming up. RJ joining us. What's up, RJ Hey, how's it going? Doing good,
4: man. Just talking a little. Brett Favre, little Aaron Rodgers. Brett I like, Favre. I like how he totally flipped on what he said in his two interviews in back-to-back days. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Brett Favre
0: spoke, and no one really questioned him on his bleach blonde hair that he said he was eventually going to die pink for, and I quote, the TikTok. But J8 Krebs, for, for the, the TikTok. J8 Krebs hit me, hit me up on Twitter. My handle at Ebo says, Krebs, he says, Brett is just being Brett. He can't help himself from talking, but that's also what made him so great. You had no idea what he was going to do. Hashtag Fav forever. I love Brett Favre. That's my guy. That's my man.
3: Well, whether people think he's projecting or this is actually some merit to this, you know it's what he believes. Yeah. like Because he's, he's going to be pretty straight with you. I agree with that.
0: Oh, yeah. Brett Favre's always going to tell you what he's thinking, even if it is different from the day before, <laughs> like RJ just said. Yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> but Brett Favre, 15 years ago, that's when he got, quote-unquote, blindsided by the Packers taking Aaron Rodgers. And then, you know, it's the beginning of the end for Favre in the organization. He played, what, three more years of the franchise before he was traded to the Jets and then eventually went on to the Vikings to stick it to the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, now his replacement has been drafted out of nowhere. Everyone was pretty shocked about it besides our one guy, uh, Bill, uh, for the draft predictor. He said the Packers will take Jordan Love. My guy, Bill Wiesens, he nailed it. He begged it. I still got to send you some uh, swag, brother. I'm working on that for you. I think he's listening right now. So LaFleur pulled the trigger. Brian Gutekunst pulled the trigger. They got love. Favre now believes that Rodgers' time in Green Bay is going to end the same way his did. Could you guys handle that as Packer fans? Could you handle another legendary quarterback leaving to another team with just one Super Bowl as they drafted their heir apparent? Could you handle it? I mean, Nelson, we'll start with you. Could you handle it? I think the only way you could handle it is if it happens the
3: exact same way that the Brett Favre-Aaron Rodgers transition did, right? Like, the guy coming in has to be good. Yeah. Because if all of a sudden you push out your Hall of Fame quarterback and the guy that replaces him is out of the league three, four years later, it's not a good look. And hindsight's always twenty twenty, but a lot of people are going to be extremely pissed off in the state of Wisconsin if you pushed out a Hall of Famer and the guy that replaced him. That was your guy,
0: the heir apparent, is a turd. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, RJ? Brett Lorenzo Favre says Aaron Rodgers is going to end his career at the Packers the same way he did. Hopefully, I don't want to see – I'm fine with him going to the Jets. If he ends the exact same way Favre did, but could you imagine if Rodgers went to the Vikings? Do you think Rodgers... <laughs>
4: you know, I know they buried, I'm not saying go to the Vikings or the Jets, but do you think Rodgers does catch it? Uh al- yes. and, allegedly. Yeah. Um but I think they keep up uh public appearances and play nice with each other. I think it's I think um, they
0: like each other now and whatnot, but I think he, it's more drummed up
4: than yeah. What is reality? I still think there's some ill will there from Aaron Rodgers towards Brett Favre, how he treated him. And I think because of that, Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to end his career yeah. the exact same way Brett Favre did. Yeah. So just with that in mind, I feel like Aaron wants to prove people wrong, but that's because that's how he is. I mean, we've seen that since how his the day he was drafted and all that. Um so I I don't think so. I mean it it could happen he plays for another team, but it's not going to be the same way. Yeah. We're not going to go in and out of seasons here on forward with a guy saying I'm going to retire. You're I not going to see that. He's not going to ask for a trade. No. He wants to play well, out. Well, he could ask pa- for a trade. Right. But he's he wants to play out his packer career
0: he's a minority owner in the milwaukee bucks i think that might yeah. have to come into play a little bit too nelson you you had to go get the phone you're laughing pretty good there
3: yeah we'll talk after break
0: okay was it was it a guy who enjoys ice house yes okay <laughs> <laughs> so brett Favre also went on to say he says nah, nothing against jordan love i mean no disrespect but you trade up to get a guy who may turn out to be great and i hope he does but you trade up to get more of a project He's a little unproven, a lot of upside, no doubt about it, but he can't help you get to the Super Bowl immediately. Green Bay, Favre would say, is one of the teams that should be playing for now. They don't draft any weapons, not just in the first round, but any weapons that can help immediately, to my knowledge. That just sends a disrespectful message, what I would think, to Aaron Rodgers. He has every right, and Favre now is finishing his quote here saying, he has every right to be disappointed if he is, talking about Rodgers. I think that's Brett Favre projecting. But also, there's, let me take it with a grain of salt, though. Yes, I, if, if, if you're someone like Aaron Rodgers, who was out on A.J. Hawk's podcast the Monday before the draft, listing the Packers' needs, and the first one he starts with is wide receiver, and then he talks about how it would be nice to get a skilled position to throw to, but he then would said, went on to say he would welcome anyone with open arms, give them a phone call, welcome to the Packers. I honestly don't think he thought it would be a quarterback, but he said he'd, he'd, he'd treat him just like he treated anyone else. But Brett Favre, what was Brett Favre demanding at the end of his tenure at the Packers to get weapons? He's like, go get me Randy Moss. Remember that? You guys remember? He's like, go get me Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. He was vocal about it. Well, so was Randy Moss. <laughs> so was Randy Moss. <laughs> Brett Favre always wanted weapons. What was Ron Wolf's biggest regret? Never getting Brett Favre a weapon. So that's always going to be on Brett Favre's mind. What did he get with the Vikings? Weapons. He got weapons. So Brett Favre talking about this. He says to end this. This is just sends a disrespect message. I what I would think to Aaron Rodgers. He has every right to be disappointed if he is. And this is after talking about the. Brett Favre says right here. They don't draft any weapons. I think this is a little bit of projection for Brett Favre saying, man, they didn't do what I wanted them to do when I was here, and they're not doing the same. They're not doing the same thing they did to me. That they're doing to Aaron Rodgers. You can say that. It's projection, but it's for also sure. the truth.
3: But it is also the truth. I mean, what was our Twitter poll yesterday? Who, who had, had... <laughs> who got more weapons? Yeah, Rogers or Favre. The fact that that's a Twitter poll should tell you something about how they've drafted to get to give the quarterback weapons the last twenty five years.
0: Yeah. So is that projection for Brett Favre? Kind of seems like it, but is it also the truth?
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So cold it, hard truth. It's just kind of crazy how it's. Almost like the same situation, little differences it'll in end terms a, of it'll
0: end a little nicer.
4: Yeah. And there's differences in terms of how one quarterback was unsure of his career in the future and the others been saying, Hey, I want to be here. Yep. Let's work on that. Yep. Um, but other than that, it really sounds like uh, Festivus is starting for Brett Favre. The airing of grievances? Airing his grievances, Yes, nice pull, <laughs>
0: RJ. Uh, Favre would go on to say he sp- he did speak with Rodgers, but he wouldn't divulge everything they spoke about. Instead, Favre did admit that Rodgers was quote unquote surprised that the Packers went that direction with Love. Do you think after the conversation... I think we all were surprised. Rogers was like, you can say this, this, and this, but don't go here. (laughs) All right, Favre, here's here's the declassified information you can say. Here's the redacted, (laughs) but you can't say. (laughs) And most most of it was redacted. Maybe he
4: just gave him the redacted, because you think (laughs) Brett Favre has that kind of sense to flat out just be like oh, man, what did he say I can't say again? You're like, listen, dude, you got some loose lips. <laughs> oh, shit, I, I've I heard, wasn't supposed to say
0: I've that. Heard, I've heard your interviews in the past. <laughs> and I've seen some text messages you sent some people that were supposed to stay private as well. Those Crocs weren't a good look, bro. Here's the redacted version. Oh, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, Favre went on. Favre had a very interesting interview. I'll play some more clips from it. We'll talk about it, you know, continuing on here. It's just, you know, it's if you don't study history, you're doomed to repeat yourself. Oh, what's going on right now? Is history kind of repeating itself? Aaron Rodgers isn't retiring. You don't hear that talk. But the timelines are adding up, isn't it, it? it? The timelines are kind of
3: adding up, but you hope that in five years you didn't enter an alternate universe where the quarterback replacing the Hall of Famer stinks.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'll some more tweets in. I'd love to get your calls in on this as well. 608 321 Speaking of Twitter, you can hit us up at Zone Madison. My Twitter account at Ebo says. You got Nelson's rowdy underscore razor. RJ, what's yours? Brock Talk 84? Brock Talk 84. Nailed it. <laughs> this is what Favre had to say yesterday on The Rich Eisen Show when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and possibly finishing his career with the Green Bay Packers.
1: So I guess my last one for you, Brett, and it's, uh, it's a difficult question, but I'm going to
0: ask it. Certainly more uh, tr- uh, difficult to answer since it looks into the future. It's the old crystal
2: ball, and you even said yourself. I think you'll play somewhere else. You do. You cut me off. You, yeah. th- you think he will not end his career as a Green Bay Packer just like you? Um, my gut tells me no. You know, it's kind of cool now to. It's not uncommon to retire and retire now. You know, when I did it, right? Um, it was a little bit uh, out of the realm. Now it's it's fairly common, not just in football but in all sports, and it's you know Tom Brady and and. Myself and Joe Montana and Peyton Manning, to just to name a few, have finished their career elsewhere. And in my case, I played with four different teams, uh, so I think that that's going you're going to see that trend more and more. And I think Aaron will finish somewhere else. That's my gut.
0: There it is, Brett Favre. That's my gut. Aaron Rodgers will finish. Somewhere else. Who better to speak on it than Brett Favre? Right? No one. Who is, and we had this question on Twitch. From <laughs> no one. Big Bearded, Big Bearded Badass on Twitch um, asked this question. Who was the last elite quarterback to finish with the team that drafted him? See, this is where we have to
3: start talking about what you consider elite.
0: Like, is Eli Manning elite? Like, Eli Manning, Tony Romo. I mean, Tony Romo never won a Super Bowl. Eli did,
4: Manning won too. Neither did Dan Marino. Dan
0: Marino never did. <laughs> Troy Aikman. Is is Troy Aikman the last one? Is, is Troy Aikman elite? I mean, he's a Hall of Famer.
3: I would consider Hall of Famers elite.
0: <laughs> if you put Jay, Cut, if you put Jay Cutler's numbers up next to Troy Aikman's, I think Jay Cutler actually edges Troy Aikman out in almost every single. He, he didn't stat. play
4: with only one team though.
0: True, but if if Troy Aikman's a Hall of Famer, Cody, we just laugh at him. <laughs> I mean, he's a Packers Te- Hall of Famer, sure.
3: Technically, would you consider John Elway?
0: Yeah, John. D- Drafted by the
3: Colts. But technically played for Denver his whole career. So if, if you want to go
0: play baseball instead. Well, I mean, I, I don't think Eli Manning is elite. But the guy's got two Super Bowls. Well, Trent Dilfer's got a Super Bowl. So Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson's got a Super Bowl. <laughs> so you can is Eli Manning elite? Does Eli Manning belong in the Hall of Fame? That, that, there's a debate that you could have till the end of time. Uh, Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer when it comes to the who farted face. Other than that, is is the guy? Is he elite? I, I lean no. I don't think Eli Manning is elite. But the guy finished his career with the Giants. He got benched, but he finished his career with the Giants. Isn't it
3: wild though that all the the quarterbacks basically from what that draft? And we'll we'll throw Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. We'll just throw all the quarterbacks from two thousand on. Almost all of them didn't finish with their team. Mm-hmm. Even the great ones, because we, we just said we just said we try to come up with great ones, elite quarterbacks. Eli Manning, but you have to d- discuss if is he really elite or not. Tony Romo, most people probably wouldn't say he was elite, but he's a pretty yeah. good quarterback. Yeah. Everyone else that you name, they haven't. And now I'm going to say, I think Ben Roethlisberger finishes his career as a Steeler because I think he's got like two seasons and he's done, and I don't uh, think any team will touch him. Agreed. So he'll probably be. I don't think
0: anyone wants to touch him. Have you seen him lately? (laughs) He's he's become big, and he looks like a he looks like Encino man. Anyways,
3: (laughs) I think I was just going with I think Ben Roethlisberger will probably be the best quarterback from that group of quarterbacks to remain on one team.
0: Yeah, the king on Twitch says Dan Marino, John Elway, but what you just said, R.J. Colts, Jim Kelly, Dan Fouts. What about what about go just to the year two thousand? What quarterback, elite quarterback has finished their career with the team that drafted them?
4: Troy Aikman.
0: It's and it doesn't happen, you know, know, as of right now. Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback ever. Aaron Rodgers, the greatest thrower of the ball. Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback ever. 20 years with the New England Patriots. He is now in Tampa, walking in Random strangers' houses, trying to find his offensive coordinator. Hello, hello, Brian, are you here? Oh my God, it's, it's someone's in our house. Call the cops. Call the cops.
4: It's, it's Tom Brady. It's Tom. It's Tampa Bay. Wait, hang up the phone. T- tell the cops, don't bother. It's Tom Brady. <laughs> how Tom. can
3: you? How can he screw that up? Like,
4: how can you get he's the? New to, wrong he's address. new to the area. A lot of those, a lot of those Uber rich he, houses he, Nelson, they all look the same. He wrote the address down wrong. He wrote the number down wrong. Well,
0: I think like, I think if his, you type it into your phone, it tells you when you get there. His OC just told him to walk in, and the door <laughs> happened to be unlocked. Here's the other thing: you're living in an affluent, like really rich neighborhood. You just got wide open doors like that, and anyone could come in like that. Yep. There you go. <laughs> they called the cops on Someone's in our house. Five minutes later, is—is is that Tom Brady? What
4: the hell is he doing here? Uh Hi, yeah, we just called about a break-in. Florida. It's not. It's our buddy, Tom.
0: Florida really changes a man, (laughs) doesn't it? Doesn't all the crazy news come out of Florida? All the wild drug and robbery stories, and here's Tommy breaking in other people's houses. Hey, guys. Hey, I'm a changed man (laughs) now here in Tampa. Even Tom Brady, the winning, the Super Bowls, 20 years with the same team, the man's in
4: Tampa. How,
0: uh, why do we think Aaron Rodgers is going to finish his career at the Green Bay Packers? I,
4: it's not. I, I don't think I do.
0: It's, I mean, some people do. I'm not saying you. I'm just asking the question. I know. Right? Optimistic. It's the royal we. Yeah, it's, the, it's the royal
3: we. <laughs> just trying to be optimistic. Like, I, why do some people that are Packer fans look at their
0: draft and give them an A? They're trying to be
3: optimistic.
0: <laughs> why do some Packer fans look at the draft and give them an FFF F, F minus? Yeah, it's changed to four Fs now. By the way, OB. Oh, there it is. <laughs> 43 minutes ago, OB tweets in at Zone Madison, if the Packers higher-ups... Can't spot the sucker in the room. It's you. They're the sucker.
4: What do we got? Hashtag F on there?
0: OB, I got I to gotta say, you spelled your hashtag wrong instead of Packers draft. It says Packers raft. <laughs> maybe it's sinking. Maybe, I don't, it's,
4: maybe it's a life raft.
0: I don't know if they have team rafts. The boat's sinking. <laughs> but yes, OB, from now, he says F, 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 F minus. Maybe that Packers raft is sinking. Or, I'm sorry, sinking. <laughs> they're not thinking. They're sinking. Packers raft. So, F F F F minus.
4: Okay, we're at four now.
0: Yeah, tomorrow I'm gonna okay. go on a limb. Trends are your friends, and say OB is gonna have five Fs. Five of them. Five. Five. F's. Sounds
4: like the uh, tornado scale. Just <laughs> change it to like F and then a number after it, rather than keep putting Fs and then. You know
0: how get... they're na- they're naming like the big storms, like, yeah. a tropical storm, whatever. Maybe it's just the the storm storm Guttekunst. It's coming. It's just <laughs> destroying everything. <laughs> All right, so then Jack tweets in at UW, let's go, Red. Tropical depression, Goody. (laughs) Storm
3: Goody coots, relocates players like Aaron
4: Rodgers.
0: (laughs) Destroyed his title town. He's got to relocate elsewhere. Uh, UW, let's go, Red. Jack says, I agree 100% with Brett. Drafting love sent a wrong message to Rodgers and the team for the next year or two. Aaron will remember this when his contract is up and will go to another contender. All superstars end their career with another team. And, I mean, King, I get it. Well, here's the thing. Russell Wilson is still playing. Matt Stafford is still playing. And He's naming names here. And all the other guys you're talking about are, um, are like and, old dudes. And the thing dudes. with those
3: guys is they're young enough where in five years they might not be on that team. Yes.
0: Just wait a little bit. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy Twitter is at Zone Madison. We'll talk about it coming up with our – Packers insider Rob Reichel from Forbes.com. That's in uh, some mere moments. But, yeah, Brett Favre, Brett Favre really just going out there and saying, hey, I lived it, I experienced it. He even talked with Aaron Rodgers. He said he spoke with Aaron Rodgers. He wouldn't divulge everything they spoke about. Instead, admitted that his former backup, Rodgers, was quote-unquote surprised when the Packers went the direction they did with Jordan Love. Who I, Everyone was surprised. I was surprised.
3: You were surprised. I think RJ was, su- everyone was surprised. Everyone was surprised except for the front office is what it sounds like.
0: Only the front office is like, I thought I saw yep. a
3: tweet that said, I can't remember if it had to do with the Packers front office or another team's front office, but they said they would have selected Jordan love. Even if they had the first overall pick.
0: Really? I, I'd have to go back and find it. It's, it's just very interesting. Um, and then they, then they go a second year in a row of not even choosing a wide receiver. When Aaron Rodgers is on a podcast, A.J. Hawk's podcast, saying <laughs> he's listing the needs. The first need he listed was a wide receiver and said he'd love to be throwing a ball, the ball to a skilled position. What did they draft? A quarterback and then a running back. Two backups. And you can make the case A.J. Dillon's the backup of the backup. He's Jamal Williams' backup.
1: Rob Reichel,
0: Forbes.com. Robbie, what's up, man? So nice to talk
1: to you. What's going on? The is all mine. You know that, Evo. How you doing, buddy?
0: Rob, I am doing fantastic as one can in these times. Uh, You know, it's got a highly successful morning radio show. Got one of my best friends, Nelly over here, RJ over here, and my man, Rob Reichel, the Talk Packers, and Brett Favre's in the news.
1: I'm beaming ear to ear, Rob. How are you? Anytime you can get Brett Favre news, it's a pretty good Thursday, right?
0: Yeah. Before we talk Favre, though, uh, Robbie, and what he said about Rodgers... First time we've had you on since the draft. <laughs> What'd you think?
1: Didn't we talk Friday morning? I forget. It, it's all a blur, Evo. Well,
0: um, we did on Jordan Love, but now that's everything. We have the draft, yeah,
1: right? Right. Um, definitely the strangest draft. I I've been doing, you know, I've been covering the team since old one, evil, and you know, I I grew up a you know a, a Packer guy, so obviously I was glued to my TV. Um, you know, all through the 80s and 90s, every single minute is is the draft unfolded. So you're talking 40 years probably of watching the draft pretty closely. Uh, it's it's the strangest one I've ever seen in, in Green Bay, Evo. And, you know, they'll, they'll try to justify and explain some things and, you know, tell you certain guys are certain fits for what they want to do long term. Um, man, I, they, to me, Evo missed out on some really quality people along the way. I, I know they're going to a lot of scheme fit things here with you know the tight end H back for example the Gura in the 3rd round or you know all those offensive linemen they took in the 6th or or what have you but you know again I I like the love pick quite a bit I I think it takes care of you know the 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 present and the future you're 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 covered the next couple of years with 12 and then if if Love pans out you're you're set up for another 10 to 15 years of a potentially high-level play, so that you have to take your swings at quarterbacks when when you get up to the plate. is is always my thought on that, Evo, and and they did it. What hurt them a little bit was giving up that fourth along the way. I think you know they they could have moved up in round two for some wide receivers instead of uh, taking AJ Dillon in that spot. I mean, again, Evo, you know when you when you look at it, the first two draft picks are going to be backups this year, and. um, you know, unless there's injury, those guys are going to be on the field. I mean, Love's not going to be on the field at all, and Dylan's going to be on the field maybe 30% of the snaps or something like that, trying to rotate with, with Jones and Williams. But, um, you know, there's there's some upside with some of these guys, Evo. But again, it's it's the strangest draft I've ever seen them put together. And, and I 100% understand why um, all the national pundits are, are slamming them and criticizing the draft and stuff. And, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, in in a really short amount of time here right now, Brian is has put his neck out there, and his head is going to be on the chopping block. And he's, you know, completely based on how this love pick works out and, and how the team, you know, progresses here or, or potentially goes back in, in 2020. And, um, you know, Gutekunst is married, now moving forward to love, and that will kind of now define his legacy and, and his tenure in Green Bay, much like Ted did with Aaron and Ron Wolf did with Brett Favre.
0: Yeah, I mean, spot on. But, uh, you know, Guttekunst, whether we like it or not, this is the draft class. This is what's going to happen. And I'll, I can't wait to look back on this to see if, you know, Ted Thompson's 2015 draft class, three years afterwards, there was not a single person left on that roster. And people are like, yep. man, that was a terrible draft. I wonder how this draft will stack up to that 2015 one. Only time will tell. But, you know, it's like you said, Jordan Love and Brian Gutekunst are now tied together. But, Robbie, don't you want a GM looking out for the long-term health and the future of your organization? Is that what Brian Gutekunst is doing with Jordan Love, no, or they course, did he do it too oh, early?
1: Of course. No, no, no. And he probably did it at the spot he believed he had to do it. I mean, you've you've read the various reports that the Packers had several trades lined up with, with various teams along the way just based on how the draft was unfolding you know, they were ready to move up at, at various times through the first round evil. So they, they had targeted love as their guy and, and and that's absolutely fine. If if you're married to a guy and and and, and you fall for him and, and you think he's your quarterback of the future again, you need to take your swings because franchise quarterbacks don't come around real often. And um if, if you get a chance to, to put your hands and bring into your organization a guy you think can be a franchise quarterback. You absolutely have to go ahead and do that. I, I think we're you know, I, and I know that that pick was culture shock to Packer Nation at first. But you know, I think maybe after having twenty-four or forty-eight hours to digest it, um, a lot of the fan base that was so livid about that pick to start with maybe understood it a little bit more and, and kind of flashed back to old five and how the Rodgers Favre deal worked out so well for Green Bay. I, I think where fans. Really started to, you know, go run into bridges, Evo, um, was, was the rest of the draft where they just don't appear to have gotten a lot of help here oh. for, for 2020. They're gonna, they're gonna largely just roll the dice again with that team that got slaughtered in San Francisco twice and, you know, hope that that group somehow makes some improvements and, and not only that, somehow tries to find a way to, to stay ahead of the Seattle's and the New Orleanses and the Minnesotas and the Philadelphias of the world. Um, you know they they won 13 games last year, Evo, and and those guys out in the desert are really really smart, and and they they set the over under on on this Packer team at nine and a half. Yeah. So um, obviously there's there's the expectations are not going to be great for this group. They they did not get any immediate help for the most part out of this out of this 2020 draft. I mean, again, I <laughs> I think that the most help will come from the third round tight end, you know, slash H back Aguirre from Cincinnati, and. You know, they're gonna they're gonna use him in a in a Kyle Kyle I, I can never say his name the the fullback in San Francisco you're sick or too you sick or you whatever check. yeah you check and yeah, you know, I, I only have to spell it use Evo. Check. I don't use the yeah app
0: just app. spell it robbie I, I, I can right. say it but can't spell it you can <laughs> spell it but I'll say it how about we'll trade it well you scratch my back I'll scratch yours
1: there so, you go you bailed me out on that one Rob, you know that they're they're putting him in that role Evo and you know in all likelihood he, He's going to be the number one contributor yeah. from this draft class, and, and on, on several draft boards, you know, he he was a late round pick, certainly a day three pick.
0: Well, Robbie, we're big uh, Deguara fans here because uh, Nelly had an interview set up with Jay Sternberger, and Jace now keeps skirting Nelly. He keeps reading his messages, but won't respond back to him after he set up an interview with us. So now we're big time Deguara fans. Here on the show. But Rob, I have to ask you before, before we talk about Brett Favre and what he said about Rodgers. Rob Reichel, by the way, joining us right now, Forbes.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Rob Reichel. Robbie, a lot of Packer fans were saying that the Green and Gold were they're one player away, one wide receiver away from getting to the Super Bowl last year. Well, last time I checked, the 49ers dominated the Packers, not once, but twice last year, with a combined score of 74 to 28. 37 to 8 in the regular season, 37 to 20 in the NFC Championship game. Are Packer fans were they right saying that they're one player, one wide receiver away from competing with the likes of the San Francisco 49ers?
1: And well, those two games combined, I think we're 51 nothing at halftime. So, <laughs> um I know Green Bay didn't score points in the first half. No, Green Bay was is not in San Francisco's league or category right now. I and um you know, we've talked about this on your show many times. I and mean, kudos to them. For finding a way to go thirteen and three, win the win the division and and reach the conference championship game, but they caught every break in the world along the way last year, able to to go thirteen and three, missing Patrick Mahomes in the trip to Kansas City, uh, missing Cook in the trip to Minnesota. Uh, Green Bay itself didn't have any significant injuries, and and the only starter, you know preferred starter that they lost for the season was Lane Taylor, and he was going to get passed pretty quickly there by Elton Jenkins anyhow. So, I mean, Green Bay, from a health standpoint, will never repeat that in 2020 and moving forward, Evo. I mean, that was just, you know, that that was just one of the most unique years you'll ever see from that standpoint. No, I... I think they caught uh, every break and a little bit of lightning yeah. in a bottle, and and I think, evil. I think when they were honest with themselves as, as a front office in an organization, and Lafleur and Kunst and, and all their um, you know all their top trustees and aides sat down and, and broke down film and talked about where this group was and this team was as an organization. If they were completely honest with themselves, and it certainly appears they weren't from this draft, evil. I think they came to the conclusion that they really weren't that close to a championship, even though it was only two more wins, that this group probably had maxed out what it did last year. And I think they fully sat there and and said to themselves, I don't think we can win another championship with Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, the Packers had gotten to that point with Brett Favre, Evo, and, you know, after that 07 NFC championship game, Evo, I remember being at the NFL Combine in 2008 and and standing around chatting with some Packer assistants at the time. I I won't name names, but um, a few of them said to me that day, uh, or you know that it, it was a it was a February day, so they had lost to the Giants about a month earlier. And they said to me, um, had they had they they really felt had they played Aaron Rodgers that day against the Giants hmm. in the NFC Championship game, they would have been in the Super Bowl against New England. And, and I kind of laughed. <laughs> I said, you guys are full of nonsense. And uh, they said, Oh no, we totally believe that. Now I think they were a little premature there because then when Rodgers took over the following year, Green Bay went six and ten. But but clearly they my point is they were they were on to the next guy. They they realized when the Favre era was pretty much done that he wasn't going to win again in cold games and he didn't want to play in that kind of weather and it was going to be tough for them to make the you know that, that final clear that final hurdle. And I think Green Bay's there right now with Rodgers, Ebo. He's he's been pretty average the last two or three years um, in big games for the most part, certainly the playoff games. He's been completely outplayed by the opposing quarterback um, if you trace his, his, his four NFC championship games, Ebo, they are not good. Fifty five passer ratings against the Bears in Seattle. Yeah. In the in the game against Atlanta in sixteen in the game against the forty ers this year, Ebo. Green Bay at zero points at halftime. Yeah. I mean, you need more you need more from your quarterback than that. And I really think they got to the point um as they sat down as a staff and an organization and said, All right, it's time to find the next guy. Aaron's been great for us. Aaron's done a lot of good things, but I think we we've, we've gone about as far as we can with Aaron.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, Chiefs heads just and Packer fans are like, "Wow, I can I can't believe this is the reality." But that's the thing. Father time remains undefeated. Breaking news real quick, Robbie. Uh the Bengals just released Andy Dalton. Could you see the Red Rocket somewhere like New England or something? Andy Dalton just released. Shocking news right there. There you go. Um
1: Yeah. Uh, but but uh, who cares I, about him? I, I don't. No, oh, you know it won't be Green Bay. I know that. Evolve, <laughs> all right, Rob. They've so, got, got a full quarterback room right now, the way it is, even without Manny Wilkins.
0: Yeah, I just saw across my Twitter timeline the Red Red Rifle released. All right, Rob. So Brett Favre on the Rich Eisen show yesterday, making some interesting comments that his gut is telling him that Aaron Rodgers will finish his career elsewhere. And I mean, who better to know the situation than the guy that had happened to Brett Favre? What was your takeaway from the Favre comments? Yeah,
1: and and you know, Rodgers. Farm and Rogers now talk about once a week, which is fascinating to me, Evo, because they, they there was a lot of bad blood in the three years they spent together in Green Bay, but that that rift has clearly been put behind them, and you know it's it, it's really not just now. I don't think for for the fan base and the cameras, I I actually think those two have a, a pretty good relationship overall, and and you're exactly right. I mean, Favre lived it. You know firsthand, 15 years ago, and and now Rogers is is on the on the opposite side of things. Rodgers came in as the hotshot young first round draft pick, and you know Favre was in that weird spot of kind of being asked to to move forward, win football games, but at the same time groom the guy who was going to replace him. And you know, and now Rogers is in that is in that role, obviously with Love. And um, you know, I think Rogers is, is going to handle it better. I think he'll get it a little bit better than, than what Brett did. Um, I think Rogers is, he, you know, Rogers took that really, really hard 15 years ago when, when Favre was rough on him, Evo, you know, Favre, you know, you ever, everybody, I think knows the story about the helmet that Favre took Rogers helmet and put it in the middle of the locker room for everybody <laughs> to sign. <and> then Rogers <laughs> had to wear it at practice. Favre and Craig Nall pulled pranks on Rogers all the time. Nall was, was Favre's buddy. I mean, Favre was like a big frat guy. Uh, you know playing pranks on on the freshmen coming in and um you know and and, and Rogers took that hard and i i don't think Rogers is is going to be that way with love i think Rogers will be relatively professional but but Rogers is also really smart and calculated and uh, he's always got his next chess move planned out so i you know i think behind the scenes a uh, Rogers Rogers already has things kind of kind of working and in, in at least in his mind of all right, what looks good here in 2021? Where could I potentially go in 2022? I think Rodgers is, he'll be in a Packer uniform, Evo, but he'll also be, you know, he'll also have one eye on the future. Where am I going to be a year from now? Where am wow. I going to be two years from now? He's going to have his agent working, all that stuff, you know, behind the scenes, talking to various teams. And I know you can't tamper and all that kind of stuff, but but the wheels are going to be in motion for wherever Aaron's going to wind up going next, Evo. Wow. And um, it's, you know, do I think he's going to be 100 percent focused on on Green Bay? No, because it's it's hard. I mean, you, it, it's like with any job. If, if you know your your time with a company and organization is is going to end at a certain date, you you've got to have an eye out for your future as well. Yeah. And Rogers is no different. Even though it's you know, even though it's the National Football League, he'll, he'll be no different here. And and I, I think he's going to have his eye on the next next phase and the next step of his career. And he's going to want nothing more than the to prove Green Bay wrong, and much like Favre 15 years ago, try to stick it up their tail.
2: Man,
0: and Rob, just like Favre and just like for Rodgers, the, the Green Bay Packers has, have existed long before them, and they will exist long after them. I think that's hard reality to sometimes you know, you know, know, grasp here. But I saw this on your Twitter timeline, and you sent it to me, five possible landing spots for the Green Bay Packers quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, by my man Rob Reichel at Forbes.com. Can you give us a quick synopsis of it, Robbie?
1: Boy, when we talked a week ago on Draft Night, Evo, that's the last story I thought I'd be writing seven <laughs> days later, is where Aaron Rodgers would be in a year or two. You know, the, the thing that's important for the fans to recognize, Evo, is at least uh, my best guess anyways, is for, for two more years, Rodgers is going to be a Packer. He'll be a Packer in 2020, and he'll be a Packer in 2021 just because of the salary cap hits. If, if they moved on from him today, Evo, the dead cap money is $51 million. I mean, they they can't even fit that in cap-wise. So he's clearly their, their quarterback in 2020. If they tried to do it next offseason, Evo, the cap hit is $31 million. Um, they, they could probably make that work by moving some things around, but I I think he's their guy again in 2021. It comes down to a much more manageable $17 million by 2022, and because Love's not going to be making anything evil, they can easily take Rodgers off the books that year and fit it in. So what, what we're looking at is at least one more year of Rodgers, maybe two and as you look around the league, Evo, and, and try to find places that, that make really, you know, absolute good, perfect sense for, for Rodgers, you would start with New England, who doesn't have a quarterback right now. They're going to move forward with Stidham. I don't think that's going to go well. I don't think anybody thinks it's going to go well. Rodgers is going to want to win uh, without the Packers. Belichick's going to want to prove he can win without Brady. I mean, that, that could be a perfect marriage in a year or two evil. Denver took the plunge six, seven, eight years back when they when they signed Peyton Manning. And and we all know how that worked out for them. When the Colts dumped Peyton Manning, John Elway was waiting there to to scoop him up and bring him to Denver and Peyton Manning was lights out and um he I think he threw 130 touchdowns in his first three years. He slipped badly in fifteen but but the defense was still so good he made up for it and they won the Super Bowl. You know, Indianapolis needs a quarterback here um and their team is super bowl ready evo philip rivers is 38 he would make the, the colts would make perfect sense when when rivers is gone uh we know how aggressive gruden and mayock are out there in las vegas out there in the desert rogers is a west coast guy um that could make some sense and then the last team i put in there and, and packer nation will hate to hear this is is the bears mm. and you know, Favre wanted to work his way back to Minnesota to stick it up Teddy's backside. You know that, Evo. Yep. And and Rodgers is a very calculated, again, potentially vindictive kind of a guy. <laughs> and I think he would love to find that. Now, let's, let's no, no qualms and let's make no mistake about it, Evo. The Packers will trade him out of the conference. There's there's no doubt about that. But there's there's always ways to free yourself from the team you're with as far proved you know, thirteen years ago with the Jets. Um and Rodgers could do the same, maybe play a year wherever they send him. Let's say they whatever. Let's say they hypothetically send him to Jacksonville. Um, spends a year with the Jaguars and finds his, you know, retires. The Jaguars release him. He unretires and he comes back and he signs with the Bears. The Bears never have a quarterback evil worth a lick. Rogers is back in the division and now he gets to take two swings a year at John at, at Brian Gutekunst. I think it uh I think it would be a blast for for Rogers. I think it would be unbelievable storyline wow. for everybody else, and I think it would I think it would absolutely be maddening again for the Packer fan
0: base. Rob, last Wednesday, I was wondering what in the hell are we going to talk about after the draft? Well, <laughs> thank you, Brett Favre. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers. Just as a media standpoint alone, it, it like writes itself. It's it's been wild, Robbie, and I, I appreciate it because I haven't been thinking about COVID nineteen for all this. I don't know about you, but it's it's been kind of nice, hasn't it?
1: Oh, you know, Evo. I I don't know if we talked about this at all either. I mean, the draft went off without a hitch. I I thought the draft was was really brilliantly orchestrated by the NFL. I thought it was fun to, you know, go into the basements and the rec rooms of of some of these coaches and GMs and things like that. I I wish they'd almost keep doing it that way down the road, Evo. I thought thought it brought a real human side to a non-human league. Um, So, yeah, no, the... Just, just the overall draft and everything that's transpired since then, Evo. I mean, that'll that that that'll keep you running through May and then yep. hopefully by then we're, you know, we've got some baseball and NBA back.
0: My fingers are crossed, Rob. I appreciate your time and I I can't wait to check out more of your work at Forbes.com and Twitter at Rob Reichel. Thanks, Robbie.
1: All right, buddy. You guys have a great weekend. You too,
0: man. See ya. There he is, Rob Reichel. Wow. A lot to digest there. <laughs> Just talking a little off-air about The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. And on Tuesday, we had Eric Helland. He spent 25 years with the Chicago Bulls. And then, what, 2013, he joined the Wisconsin Badger basketball staff. But when he was with the Bulls, he was there for every single moment. He was there for the six championships. He was there for Michael Jordan, there for Scottie Pippen. He was there for Dennis Rodman, uh, Jerry Krause, that little troll, he was there for the Dream Team, too,
4: right, Nelly? Yep, the Barcelona trip. So That, that one's coming up this, this weekend.
0: Yeah, so Eric Helen, he even lived. Who did he live with from the Bulls? Uh, it was Oops. Will Perdue and
3: I think one other.
0: Yeah, so Eric Helen. The chicken guy? <laughs> he, he joined us on Tuesday to recap, you know, kind of the the, uh, the first four episodes. And he will be joining us every Monday now after each episode airs. So next up is the Dream Team episode. I can't wait. I can't wait. Sunday has been awesome for The Last Dance, an incredible documentary to yeah. to just
4: dive in. There's two hours of my life that I'm just sitting in front of the TV oh, now I rather than just doing it. stuff around
0: the yeah. house. <laughs> now, RJ, you said something to me off air about The Last Dance. And when it comes to docu- a documentary maker, there's one guy who is literally the Michael Jordan of making documentaries. He is the GOAT, Ken yeah. Burns. Ken Burns is the GOAT of making documentaries. His Civil War one, incredible. I've been watching the country music one until PBS took it away from me and then started charging it. So I got to – I mean, I, I'll find a stream Those or something. Those
4: donations are not coming in apparently.
0: I love PBS. I'm a big PBS yeah, guy. I love PBS. Nah. I, have, I haven't done it in a while, but I, <laughs> at, one, at one point I did. But I appreciate I, I appreciate PBS and what they do. Great. Ken Burns is phenomenal. His documentaries are insane. The Vietnam War one, crazy. The one on uh, Native Americans, baseball, awesome. The baseball one, awesome. If you haven't checked out Ken Burns' documentary, it's, it's a must.
4: You have to do it.
0: But what's this? What did you just find with Ken Burns and the Last Dance documentary?
4: Uh, acclaimed documentary filmmaker Ken Burns believes Michael Jordan's production company's control over the Last Dance is not the way you do good history. <laughs> Do you think Ken Burns is just a little salty? He
0: wasn't called up to do the documentary on the Last Dance. Well, somebody, that's what I kind of. So somebody from
4: replied to that. Yeah, I wish the Last Dance was just still pictures with voiceovers. Yeah, because that's. that's <laughs> I mean, Ken Burns. He doesn't.
0: There wasn't. You didn't have a, a camcorder when Ken Burns is doing his documentaries, unless you know you get to the Vietnam War, and then later on in the later on episodes of the country music one. But, yes, you were going to get still pictures of the Civil War. You're going to get still <laughs> pictures of you know the, of the baseball back in the day with a voiceover.
4: I think Ken yeah, Burns it, sounds like he's a little salty. I mean, he wasn't how, brought in. How did you not get the archived film from the Civil War? <laughs> come on.
0: Yeah, come on. Out. <laughs> no. Ken Burns just sounds a little salty over it. Um, I just had to get that out. I thought it was funny that Ken Burns was like, that's not how you do good historical documentaries. Well, dude, Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls allowed a film company in for the 97-98 season. I'm pretty sure they did a fine job of of, of portraying yeah. what happened
4: because the cameras were rolling for everything. Yeah. If you are the, If you are there influencing the very fact of it getting made, it means certain aspects that you don't necessarily want in aren't going to be in. Well, Ken, here's the thing.
0: We're in a pandemic right now. There ain't much going on. I don't care if it's all made up. I'm still going to watch it. And not a, it's not made up. Eric Helland, who's joining us, the dude verifies everything that they were doing. The, the camera doesn't lie. The cam- well, for the most part. The camera was there for the entire time in the 97-98 season. Here's the thing. Since we are in a
3: pandemic, how about we watch The Last Dance every Sunday night? Mm-hmm. And then we have Ken Burns make a second one. Yeah, Ken Burns. We'll, we'll grade
4: them.
0: Ken Burns. Here's what you do: <laughs> you go out, you make your own make last name. Michael Jordan's production
4: company's permission. Yeah, Ken I don't Burns. think that's happening now. Ken
0: Burns, you go out, you make your own with your still pictures and your voiceovers. Which, don't get me wrong, you, you're the goat of documentary making. We're going to put you to the task. Well, then we'll grade both of Mike Nelson. We'll be like Roger, Roger, and Ebert here, e, 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 or Cisco Ebert. and Ebert.
4: Yeah, Cisco Ebert or Ebert and Roper. Oh, don't forget about Roper. Yeah. Are both of them now gone? Uh, Siskel and Ebert. I don't know about Roper. Siskel and Ebert. We'll be our own Siskel and Ebert around I, here. But they they have both passed.
0: It. RJ, you can be Roper.
4: <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody even knows Roper. Come
0: on. <laughs> uh, but they do know the, the thumbs up, thumbs down. You know That's true. They, do, they know that. Two thumbs. alright You right, be. You can be whoever you want to be, <laughs> RJ. I don't really care. It's all right, RJ. I don't know any of the three. It's 2020. Wow. You can identify with you want. And if anyone disagrees with it, they're the idiot, not you. All right, 608 321 1670. Twitter is at Zone Madison. NCAA, I want to switch gears a little bit from all this Packers chatter. The NCAA, here you go, folks, announced yesterday that during its meeting this week, the Board of Governors agreed to support new name, image, and likeness rules for student athletes starting in the 2021 2022 school year. The new rules would allow student-athletes to receive compensation for third-party endorsements and give them an opportunity to make money off of their social media accounts, along with businesses and personal appearances. Your reaction now that kids can make money, finally? I think it was just what you said, finally. Finally. RJ, you've always kind of been taking the other side of this a little bit, because with your experience with the football team, were you in the football team four or five years Four years? Five. Five years. So on you know, the Wisconsin Badger football staff, RJ was.
4: Okay. Well, I, I, I wouldn't call it the staff. Well, uh, well the, What were what, what you want? What was it then? I, I, you're on the team. I guess technically staff. You're going to well actually mean Stud- give Student you, staff.
0: You're on the team. All right. So you're there. You're, and you're also talking with the student athletes that are there as well. When it comes to their room and board and everything, what, what is it that exactly they got before this you know, takes into effect? Like everyone's like, you got to pay the kids. You got to pay the kids. they you got to make money. I mean, well, what did they
4: get? You got room and board paid for. You got your books paid for. You got your uh, credits per semester paid for. Um, so when you went and lived off campus, you were still getting a check for paying rent. Um, so you would get a check that to, to quote unquote pay your rent.
0: Yeah. So let's say you had a house full of a ton of people. And rents like two hundred dollars a piece, and mm. you had a check for five hundred dollars. You made
4: three hundred dollars,
0: so you made the money, and you, you could, could pop, use you could that do whatever you wanted to do. Yep.
4: Okay. I mean, it didn't matter because I mean, there are guys who went out and bought yeah five six bedroom house, like you know on campus. A yeah. house is going to cost less when you have five or six guys pooling together money, of course. Um, and then you had guys who went and got the the penthouse suite at La Ciel. Which is a high-rise apartment that's overpriced. I mean, you're gonna like. There's two very different mindsets of how guys went about spending their cash. Some of those guys, there, they wanted their own room, and they went to a, a high-rise. And guess what? Your portion of the rent is going to be more than your rent check. <laughs> so then you got to pay for it. Be smart. <laughs> like and yeah, you you did have certain situations where. Guys came from no money. And we've talked about it with uh, uh, Suttle before. Yeah. Like he. Jason Suttle, li- former Badger, he, also in the NFL. He was literally awesome guy. helping guys by getting them clothes for winter and things like that. Mm-hmm. And because, yeah, they, even with scholarship money, they couldn't afford stuff after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, there are there were ways using your your meal uh, stuff. you got vouchers when the the school didn't supply them. Now the school is basically open for everybody to go get food. So sure. even now it's better for walk-ons and things like that. Um, but still, I I've always felt, yeah, go make money if you can. Based off your image. Yeah, your image and your likeness. Like, because it's yours. Yeah. The the only other place you see that kind of control over image and likeness is in the like pro wrestling. Yeah, we own that name. We trademarked whatever name you're gonna go by. Yeah, your character and is ours. It's not it, it's like why The Rock, well he's an actor, goes by Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, not WWE not the Rock. owns the, the Rock. Rock.
0: It doesn't matter what the Rock thinks. The WWE owns my image. Right. So you, jump brody. or
4: like if you see guys like get fired or things like that, they go by a different name when they're out on their own and things like that. Like uh, it. That's really the only comparison I can think of. I can't remember who sent the tweet
3: out, but I saw a tweet yesterday, and it was with Frank Kaminsky, because they had it. It just looked like a random student. Posing like shooting a basketball, wearing a Frank Kaminsky, and it said, "Get your jerseys on clearance." Blah blah blah, and it's like totally like now. Obviously, Frank Kaminsky, if he had played for the Badgers now, could actually put his own face on that and get a cut of it. Yeah, but it just even just the the ad looked ridiculous. Right. So
4: I mean, (laughs) I I think with like jersey sales now and things like that, uh, you'll have a lot less places picking out numbers that uh, are for star players. Yeah, Um, I'm glad that you can go make money off your image and your signature and and your autograph. You you
0: always should be able to. Okay, so question: something I, I, like, I'm, I, I'm not, I don't know, I'm, I'm cloudy on this issue. When it comes to when you're a student athlete, can you have a job? Um, like, can you go have a part-time job somewhere? Yes, because I thought you could, but then someone was telling me like there's rules about it though.
4: There, there are rules involved. I mean, you can't be making. You can't get paid based off of who you are. So if you have sure. like an entry level position somewhere, uh-huh. you can't be getting paid more than what that position would be.
0: Like, hey, this this position is ten dollars an hour. As I'm interning for, let's say, like Merrill Lynch. Right. Oh, I'm Jonathan Taylor. Oh, you're Jonathan Taylor. Oh, we're gonna give you twenty dollars an hour then. Right. Or you can do that. or
4: like. The the positions like uh, Bernie was talking about when we last had him on Matt Bernstein uh, working the sta- in the stadium. Yeah, um, they got paid the equivalent of a student worker had a summer intern student worker had that position. Okay, it's not like they were getting paid like boku bucks. Yeah, um, it. But yeah, like. People do provide internships and things like that. So if it's an internship, you have to follow the rules um, based off of, like, however the internship program goes at there. I mean, if it's an internship, more likely than not, you're not getting paid. You're getting credit hours. Um, If you go work somewhere where, you know, shoebox is a bad example, but people used to be able to go out and work at the shoebox. <laughs> um that changed once once they got all the free shoes <laughs> right but yeah. they they considered that a benefit even though every they didn't even get free shoes they got severely discounted shoes I can walk into the shoe box and get severely discounted shoes shoebox I'm in need some new shoes would you like to advertise with me I'll, I'll take some
0: bono shoes
4: <laughs> anyway sorry what <laughs> but you, you know what I'm saying like uh that was considered Side an Im, impermissible benefit um so it can't have stuff like if you go work on uh the floor or like at at a car dealership which are things uh college athletes do you hear about it all the time sure and then because of their summer job and they made so much money they got a new car hell yeah like you see that at places and you're like that cannot happen like you do not make enough money being a car hey, how washer. You, how you riding in that Beamer? Right. Hey, how'd you get that Escalade? Uh, yeah, worked for a dealership. Blah blah. No, somebody bought that for you.
0: Like I always wondered how LeBron James got a uh, Escalade when he was in high school. It's like, how did you afford that? <laughs> uh, but, Reggie Bush. So how'd I mean, he was
3: he was not educated enough to speak during that time on that situation. <laughs>
0: how Reggie Bush get those cars? I don't know. Yeah, hey, I found
3: that tweet I was talking about. It was it was Tony Cartagena's tweet. Oh, Tony! You guys you guys gotta look at this because it's just hilarious. It was a Frank Kaminsky, and it's like a, an ad saying, take 1% off for every point that number 44 makes, and it's some random student. Oh, my God, that's is, hilarious. That is brutal. So
0: it's an old Badger ad when Frank Kaminsky was in school. Here's a guy wearing a number 44. He <laughs> can't even hold a basketball correctly. He's holding a basketball like, I assume, uh, oof, oof. that's a tough scene of shooting there? that ball. Take 1% off for every point made by number 44. And then there's a 44 white jersey with a guy that maybe if you were like annihilated drunk and you closed one eye <laughs> might look like Frank Kaminsky. And
3: then it, I love how it says, great game, Badgers. <laughs> and then it says take 13% off. So I guess number 44 that played for Wisconsin scored 13 points. So hey, now, there
0: you go. now Frank Kaminsky, if this, these rules were in place, Kaminsky could have been making name, or money off of that. Right? Yeah. So I'm looking at this, the NCAA, endorsements, social media, business, personal appearances, you can make money off of it, finally. There are restrictions, including no activities that would be considered pay-for-play, no school or conference involvement, no use of athletes for recruiting by schools or boosters, and the regulation of agent and advisors. See, I just
3: remember growing up how many 33 jerseys and T-shirts for Ron Dane there were floating around out there because there was –
0: Millions. Oh, dude, you go to. I'm, I'm sure they still got them at TJ Maxx. <laughs> like you saw um, when when you could go to stores. You saw that a thing.
3: you saw kids that were age three to adults age fifty wearing red thirty three
4: Wisconsin jerseys. Oh yeah, Man, the and, and and you think about it. You know the, who never saw a penny out of that? The amount of Ron Day, uh, ESPN like promotions where they're like, "Catch Ron Day at the Badgers taking on like you know whoever." Yeah, and it's like. Wow, like they have no control, or kind of like that Zion Williamson cam ESPN did. (laughs) He had his own camera for the
0: entire NCAA, well, for the entire time they were in the NCAA tournament. Right.
4: And like he didn't, he would get paid for that now. And I don't have a problem with that. You shouldn't,
0: like. If it's your name, your image, you should be allowed to make money off of who you are. It's yours. It's you as a person. It's you. I'm glad the NCAA got their head out of their ass and actually did something that s- makes sense. And in the NCAA making sense is usually like oil and water. Doesn't happen.
4: And This actually makes sense. And, you know, the rules of y- you sh- you're you not going to be allowed to go for a brand that is direct competitor of whatever the university is lined up with, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Also,
3: like, I-, I always think about this, like, Oh, during the fall, you always see the the Paul Chris, like, Chevy commercials, right? Where he's a brick Chevrolet.
0: Yeah. My wife was really confused by him the other yeah, day. Yeah, like, people see season. those. She's like, who's that?
3: Like, Jonathan Taylor could have been doing something like that the last three years, <laughs> yeah. essentially, and been making money that way. And more casual people walking down the street, when you ask them about Wisconsin football, can give you Jonathan Taylor's name over the coach Paul Chris's name. Yeah.
0: And some people are like oh, this is going to create controversy in the locker room. The The backup running back is going to be so pissed that Taylor's – you know, Taylor's – that he's making money. I'm like, maybe this will inspire the guy to – I don't know, be better? Yeah. Like, to work harder in practice? To say, why is
4: it – I'd like to be where he is. Why
0: is it the star athlete's fault that the guy that backs him up or the backup backup isn't as good? How is that the star athlete's fault? Why should he have to suffer because he's good at what he does,
4: but someone behind him isn't as good, but they're jealous? Better question is why who, should they have to suffer? Like pro athletes have agents, kind of take care of that stuff for them. Who's going to do that for the athletes? Do you do you have a new position then created in athletic departments to help facilitate that per team, per just That's a really good question. Look at that, like, the you, NCAA creating jobs, yeah, job you, creators. Like you okay. almost need a new position of like talent. Uh, coordinator. I don't... Talent coordinator. I, Look at that. I don't know what you want to call it, but... We should get Bernstein on the phone. Like, you would need a new position because those kids can't... Bernstein's a Quote, schmoozer. unquote, hire Qu- agents or hire lawyers or anything like Go that. Go get a former you know, badge. You get Bernstein. You, you can know, rub elbows I'm and I'm glad schmooze. you
3: said that. You know who would be perfect candidates to do this? Would be former players yeah, that totally. are no longer playing, that have
4: the well, experience. Well, I mean, with... some of those guys are already runners for agents, you know, to try to yeah. get in guys' ears and stuff like that. Yeah. Get get somebody who I mean you'd have to have some sort of law degree or probably a business classes and stuff like that. So it's not like you can just throw anybody in there. But, but yeah, you're right, guys. You that can have throw that anyone ex- in there. Get, nah. The
0: best way to learn is by doing it, RJ.
4: Hold on, you're saying like ten bucks a month? Great, sign me up. <laughs> I wish I could have made that back in my day.
0: Hey, hey, we got a great deal for your star athlete. We're gonna pay him ten dollars to come support our business for a whole year. Okay, well, ten dollars. Oh, yeah. The hell But yeah.
4: you know what I'm saying, like yeah. another you agent would be like, let's, let's add a couple of zeros, yeah. let's yeah. add a
0: couple of zeros on the end of
4: that. I mean, it, yeah, or a former agent, something like that. Have some guy or lady. But then they got agents too. I'll
0: tell a story about agents, a bad agent that there's bad agents out there too. Of that, well, no, will but you, their own pockets. Yeah, you know
4: what I'm saying, though. You oh, need no, that yeah, guy I mean, to to come in and help yeah. broker things because you like per NCA rules. These guys can't hire people to do that. How for many?
3: Us. How many of the guys that we have on these shows that played in the NFL or were good college players that have degrees that are working in other places couldn't come back and do
0: something like right. that? Yeah. Welcome back in, Joni Bo Show, marching on on a Thursday. This week been flying by, dude. Nelly, this week just poof, poof, gone. Yeah, tomorrow's I'd say Friday. Last week seemed to go
3: pretty fast because we're talking draft, draft, draft. We figured this week would be pretty solid just because we'd have draft recap. Yeah, And not only do we get draft recap, but we got even more, well, after the draft.
0: The football god smiled upon us. More Packer drama with Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. It's its own soap opera, man, as the cheese wheel turns. The drama of Titletown. And he, Big Mike sitting in Big D laughing. Yep, yeah, with a big draft that he got. My God, Big Mike is probably laughing ear to ear right now. Everyone said, look at that punk-ass Mike McCarthy on his way out. Everyone was just, just taking shots at Big if, Mike if on his way what out. If we're doing
3: what-ifs, what if the rift between Big Mike and Aaron Rodgers really was Ted Thompson and the general manager, and Dak ends up leaving Dallas in the next year or two? And Rodgers Aaron Rodgers meanders down to
0: Dallas. I would love to see Mike McCarthy be like, no. <laughs> Not happening.
3: But if Do you, you re- think
0: he would turn down Aaron Rodgers?
3: He just voiced he wants the players,
0: not well, the schemer system. Nelson, I know you watched the 2018 season. I know you had a conspiracy theory that I actually really definitely got behind. What was your uh, What was your theory? How oh,
3: oh, Aaron Rodgers basically quit on Mike McCarthy. Got him was, canned? Yeah, it was missing throws intentionally.
0: You think Big Mike is uh, happy about that? Nope. <laughs> you think but, Big Mike would welcome him with open arms with a big D in Dallas if Rodgers were to come calling? Uh, They'd have to bury another hatchet. Hey,
3: he buried a hatchet with Brett Favre, right?
0: Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers also buried a hatchet in Big Mike's back. <laughs> We're going to have to take that hatchet out and bury it somewhere on the ground.
3: Yeah, I think, I think Big Mike will stick with Dak.
0: Well, did you hear when leading up to the draft, there was some stories coming out about how Mike McCarthy was like super frustrated with Ted Thompson and how he would never do anything in free agency and never get him a weapon? What was the big move? What was the first pick for the Dallas Cowboys with Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy? Because you know Big Mike had everything to say when it comes to who they took with their first pick. CD Lamb. Wide receiver. What is something that Ted Thompson never did for Mike McCarthy? Draft a receiver. Never. Not Once. Not once. And I still stand
3: by the real riff between McCarthy and Rogers post 2014 15 was Ted Thompson. I
0: think the, Ted Thompson, I think, is the riff. Who never even went out to the podium to talk about his moves or lack of moves? Ted Thompson. Who's the one that came out to defend and take all the heat from Ted Thompson? Mike McCarthy. It's it's Ted. And then we... Ted's done a lot of good. Don't get me wrong. He's done a lot of good.
3: But at the end... And then you just see the two's frustration on the field boiling down to each other
0: because Ted Thompson's up in the box and they can't yell at him. Exactly. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. I Just to be a fly on the wall in some of those meetings and some of those, you know, the war room, all that stuff, I would love to just be a casual observer. Don't even... Like, I'm an invisible man. You don't even know I'm there. Just to see what was said and what was done. I
3: don't think I'd... I think this season would be the one that I'd want to be a, a fly on the wall in the war room out of all the other drafts. Mm-hmm. Right? Because this is the one that you're scratching your head the most. <laughs> like, I understand there there would be drafts where, oh, we really wanted a wide receiver, and they didn't take it. Instead, they took Kenny Clark. But they needed defensive tank. Yeah, tech. Like they needed a defensive line. He turned out to be good. This was the one where I would, I want to see that Packer draft board. I wish that all GMs would have to like disclose their draft boards after the draft, oh, so that we could we could look I at them and be dissect incredible. them.
0: Do you think that's what was Matt Nagy's room? Because if you saw the Bears' head coach in his like man cave at his house, it looked like Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind. When Russell Crowe is up there putting newspaper all over the wall, drawing all over it, or Charlie Day from Always Sunny in Philadelphia when he's trying to find out who Pepe Silva is and Carol where the mail's going. If you up to date on Always Sunny, it looked like. It looked like Nagy was his own kind of savant with every playbook and maybe big board he ever had around his walls. It was crazy. You saw that picture, right? Yeah.
3: And then, I mean, even John Gruden, we talked about that too. Yeah. He had a huge board with a bunch of names written on it. Yeah. But it was just far enough away you couldn't read the names. You
0: think Ted Thompson, I mean, obviously, Goody Coons comes from the Ted Thompson tree. What did Ted Thompson always do? He trusted his board. He's all about draft and develop. Do you think he hammered into Brian Gutekunst? Trust your board. Trust Do your you, board. Trust your so board. So say
3: say that was like a policy where they had to release their their board of players that were drafted, just strictly the the players that were drafted. So obviously they weren't giving out information about guys that were still out there. Yeah. that they might be interested in signing. Yeah, and we just everyone got to pick it apart. Do you after this draft and seeing what the Packers drafted? And, and what that board actually looked like. <laughs> do you think they would actually send like a redacted memo that was like their actual, like a
0: fake one? I don't know, man. I would love to see. What, like, here's our, I would here's love to here's see our board, board,
3: but they doctored
0: it so much that it, it definitely fit. Because I feel like that couldn't have been. I would love to see his board and to see exactly what it was. I do think a couple of those wide receivers got poached from them right before they were going to pick. But well, that's irrelevant. But it is irrelevant. There were 38 draftable
3: receivers, according to draft grades. And you know how many and they got? took none. None. I don't care if one or two were drafted in the first 50 picks ahead of you.
0: They did get that undrafted uh, free agent, though, yesterday. Scott's calling for a big season from big him. Big season. So I'm excited to see what I he think does. He, I think he might have a big season on the practice squad. We'll be right back. I'm going to say he'll be lucky to make the practice squad. <laughs>